MLS Next is a mass Phoenix College versus Washington. It's this Tuesday, and U.S. versus Mexico is upcoming Thursday. Will U.S. be out of the World Cup? Probably. Michael Cartanudo is with us, and he's also doing play-by-play for the Bears on this Tuesday. So I have a question for you, Michael. Yes. Right away. It's great to be here. Uh, who's going to win, uh, UW or the Bears? You know, the team, since I'm calling the game, I don't want people from anywhere to dislike me, so whoever scores the most goals will win. But I'm thinking we'll see quite a few of them because you have, they have a very good team, you have a very good team, and uh, I'm just happy to be calling the game. Well, good. We're happy to have you, but I know who's going to win. I think I know who's going to win. You can do it. Oh, my gosh. The whole show is ruined. I know who's going to win. Well, I'm a fast talker. We only got an hour show. A team that is known as Stubbers. Stubbers. The timing is impeccable for IT. Ryan, who's back? How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing good. Yes, you are. Welcome back to the show. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, Jack's not here. Uh, El Rojo is uh, in Washington. Uh, we should do the El Rojo uh, yeah. intro. Anyway. Yeah, El Rojo um, is actually in, in Washington, and uh, we have a video of him playing against uh, UW from yesterday. Jack at Husky Stadium or their training facility. Yeah. There's Jack with the ball. Made a pass. Didn't lose it. Didn't get kicked. Yeah, that's it. You're nice. So Jack gave us a, a scouting report saying we're in trouble, but um, <laughs> that's okay. Wow. Does he have a few more details than that? Um, you're in trouble? It, yeah, it, it okay. details mean nothing. I mean, you get the ball, you try to score a goal. It's that simple. But uh, Phoenix College, a 2021 Region 1 champions, have, an, ha, have had an amazing spring ball season. Now that Jack, um, he was just playing him, giving us a scouting report, and, and Ryan already forgot. There you go. We did it out of order. Oh, well, that's why we did a pre-run. So it is what it is. From the bigleague.com, whenever a male athlete has the misfortune to absorb a shot to the groin, announcers are right there to deliver some euphemisms to explain what happened. So um, before we get into that, let's talk to uh, Michael Caratanudo. Yes. All right, let's. Uh, we got to know each other from AIA. We did some game. Did we know each other no. before the AIA? Yes. Shoot, um, how MCTV. long ago? San- wh- wh- how when? How long have you been the head coach of Phoenix College? How many years now? <laughs> I don't know, seventeen to twenty. Okay, I've been right. I've been there twenty years. So yes. So the first time I met you would have been two thousand three, um, and covering stuff for Maricopa College's television when they actually had something. So yes, the first time I came out to men's soccer, well, not the first time. I mean that we covered it, but yeah, doing stories on you. So yes, since back then, and then I I, I figured you uh, you said you were better than Sasha on the field and you want to be better in the booth. So of course yeah. I gotta invite you I, up. I'm definitely better than <laughs> Sasha on the booth. I'm still practicing to this day to make sure I'm better than Sasha Hunter on the booth. So hey, did you guys know that Cody took Spanish in high school? So what I do wrong? No, you didn't do it. She said, does that mean Ryan is La Roja? La Roja? That. Well, why don't you make a definitely a, showing off there? Why don't you make a sweet overlay of y- yourself? Here, wait, I got it. La. <laughs> well, the, uh, all you had to do is what? change the picture, make it you. We can do that. Crossing your arms, we can do that. Oh, make it one day, yeah. Well, uh, Michael Caratanudo. Play-by-play guy. So Absolutely. back to the, the the male athlete that got the misfortune of absorbing a shot to the groin. What would you say as an announcer if that happens? Well, outside the fact that I can sympathize with this pain, I, I like to you know keep it keep it uh keep it somewhat light. But like the family jewels, everybody can see it. They know where he had. I mean, he's not getting up for a while, and it is the worst feeling. I, I mean, it 
is absolutely the worst feeling. I experienced the second worst many times getting the wind knocked out of me, and that was never any fun, especially when you turn around and somebody blasts the ball, and you're like, it can't really pick up that much speed when I'm not that fo- when I'm pretty close. Yeah, people, when they know how to kick, it does. So, But, yeah, I would say the family jewels and definitely uh, – Definitely crack some jokes. I mean, come on, you got you're you're gonna, you're gonna crack jokes because it didn't happen to you. So below the belt sensitive area, you can say a lot of things. Family jewels, of course, but a young visionary <laughs> on the record <laughs> believes it should be something else. Here is Chris. Is I think it's Weedem Weideman, a producer from Meadowlark Media and play-by-play voice for the sorted MLS and Liga MX matches, explaining that Orlando C- uh, City's goalkeeper Pedro Gaez had been hit in the penis after he was hit in the penis with a shot. Here's a video. I say stay down. You would too, Chris. Yeah. You hit him in the penis. <laughs> hit him in the penis. That's what happened. He hit I him mean, in the penis. That guy's he, name is Whittingham. He's got Whitty in his name. Yeah, you got mics. Just attach the mics to your throat. Do it. Yes, it does. Does it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Absolutely does. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. So yeah, he he's now saying it's about hitting the penis. Let us know. Comment. Should it be called penis or family jewels? Well, look. If anybody has seen the uh, the nineteen nineties classic, Kindergarten Cop. I mean, you had a kindergartner saying, "Yeah, boys." He goes, "You know, he's like boys have a penis, girls have a vagina," and he raises his hands like four times. I mean, it's it's. A kindergartner knows anatomy, yeah. so that's like a kindergartner calling the game right there. I like yeah. That. So if it was a female was holding <laughs> that area, it would be <laughs> a vagina. So, yeah, uh, body parts. Uh, I'd like to go more into that because not every sport shares that, that same thing, but we won't talk about that because we'll get canceled. A soccer match oh, between no, no. Everton and Newcastle, speaking of people that want to cancel things, um, it was halted Thursday as a protester stormed the pitch and zip-tied himself to one of the goalposts. This is requ- this required several police officers to remove the fan using bolt cutters. Get that up. It's like he's cutting his neck off. That idiot. See, I would if I was a player, I agree with you. Idiot, totally coach. Total idiot. I would have as players, I would have gotten some soccer balls off the sidelines and started blasting them. They should have left them at his face. No, I would I, I I yes, I would have left them, but I would have loved to have blasted it off that because again, it it, it has nothing to do with with he's 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 protesting something. And then it oil, and yeah, right. Oil, and of course, because we have to bring politics into sports, which again, not naive, kind of there, but it, they're sporting events. They shouldn't be, except we should. for what you said we were going to get canceled on. I agree with you on that. We won't go there, but it is one of those things where it's frustrating because if I'm a, if you're a player and and you know even everything that, that's going on, like if you don't want to, like with FIFA, what they're doing with with Russia and the whole Ukraine thing. Like, nobody agrees. Like, you just march into a country. But I don't think athletes and sports teams should have to pay for it. Now, if you want to, if you're, if you want to, like, UEFA moved the games out of there, that's fine. You don't want to bring people and money into there, that's fine. But taking it out on the athletes who have nothing, nothing to do with it, and then this protester, I, I would just take shots at him. And apparently it's it's a group of them. So here's another one. So a, a, pole, a pole lover, another oh, one, attached indeed. himself to the pole, from this tweet, he says, sorry to have interrupted your game, but no one listens unless we do crazy stuff like this. This beautiful game, like your lives, will be disrupted by increasingly extreme weather events in the years to come. Kai, 20-year-old, a law student, great. Uh, at the uni- Yeah, he's very smart. At the University of Manchester said, and here's a video of it. Look at this idiot. Get off the fucking pitch! Now the people in this fans- Yay, get him off. Yeah, that's a sign for something. In, uh, speaking of. Yeah. They should just throw him to the fans. The fans would murder him. It's about over, right? Yeah. We can't reward him wrong with the wrong, but that would be funny. The fans would. I just, you know what? You know what? You, to, to the lighter side of that, though, is. You know how in, in baseball now and football here, quite a few years back, they stopped showing people that 
ran onto the field and stuff like that and that are, that are taking their clothes off. If you go YouTube Kevin Harlan and his calls on the radio, the best calls ever because they don't show him. And he, but he's on radio and he describes describes it. It's just, I mean, his 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 pace, everything. So it is pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, people want to get on a field and you know, it, it's the whole like you said. It's not even the canceling. It's everybody talking out of both sides of their mouth. You think, oh, I'm a fan, or I can do whatever I want, or well, we're going to protest at a sporting he, event. He's doing it. He's doing it for our safety because eventually the world's going to crumble. We're all going to die. Well, so. Uh, because of oil. Have, yeah, but we're supposed to have oceanfront property in Arizona by this time because my – Yeah, California was supposed to go away, it was supposed to be, Yeah, it's supposed to be in the Pacific already, and we don't have it. So. Dang it. Yeah. Speaking uh, of <laughs> speaking of more goofballs, Redland soccer coach arrested after caught allegedly sexually assaulting a 14-year-old in the back of his car. Redlands, California. Redlands police arrested a local youth soccer coach caught allegedly sexually assaulting a 14-year-old girl in the back of his car. Officers discovered the 40-year-old Jonathan uh, Lidzema, Lidzema, Lesma, and the minor in the backseat of, of his parked car Thursday morning, according to the, offic- uh, the officials, or I should say officers. But, yeah, that's a problem. And uh, that's why we, we, we cover, the, like, we could do a pedophile a week on this show. We've done, like, I think, over 20 um, just on the show that we do once every Sunday. But there's so many of them, and all these parents are they're so, you know, like, here you go, have my child, good luck, uh, can you give them a ride home kind of thing mentality, which is strange in these times, but they do. Here's another one, youth soccer coach going to prison in child sex exploitation case, a former McAllen youth League soccer coach will spend 17 and a half years in federal prison for sexually exploiting a teenager girl on his team. Good job, coach, which carries a maximum penalty of 30 years. He only got he only got a little bit more than half. So, yeah, gross. Um, it, it, it's insane. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, and it, 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 both sides. And it's so funny you say like, yeah, oh, coach, give me a ride home. Now, my mom, who, you know, she'll hear this later, but I always had to give her a hard time because. I was always the last kid to be picked up. You would have loved me coaching because <laughs> she was. She always was yelling at us to get places and be on time, and we were. But to pick me up, <laughs> I was ninety five percent of the time the last kid out of practice. You, you so know like, what the you know what the rule is now for the last kid to pick up and mom's not coming. Call the police. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, call the police. Why? Well, you can, I can't take you home. I can't take a kid home, but I can call the right, place. But it used to be like, Kids, no, that's not... what I was going to say. Coaches are like, hey, coach, can I? Can you drop me off? Because a lot of times the coach had a kid on the team anyway. So that's that's what, of course, growing up I get playing. But, like, but yeah, there are times, like, I would just I would, I'd go to my mom, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and she's like, well, I finished. And, and call like, the police. It was somebody, yeah, it was crazy. But because you felt, you felt fine with coaches obviously taking your children home. And these, again, it, it's, it is completely sick. And. Here's the thing, like, from the on the first story, the overlay in Redlands, like, you're saying, so this 14-year-old is in his car, allegedly in his car, well, in his car, but allegedly the sexual assault. And if there's, there had to be obviously people around in practice, so you didn't see, nobody saw him, like, guiding her to his car or anything like that if he did again and it's just the, they know the community knows they just assume nothing bad's happening but okay. when they do inappropriate things right. that is kind of weird believe them well i've heard nightmare stories from and this is kind of set to the, to the effectively right like administrators or somebody being around of and again it's, it's not i'm not believe me these these two coaches, I mean, obviously they should never be allowed near kids or should have been allowed near kids and coaching and, you know, trying to be obviously a role model someone looks up to. But I've heard nightmare stories from equipment managers, like high schools and just in general about girls being very, like, just changing wherever. And this thing, like, when I was in high school, it's like nobody, like, everybody waited until they got in the locker room. And I get, like, nope, club tournament and stuff like that, club tournament stuff is different, but... I never, I, I don't understand this because you know me. I've called a lot of games, different sports, and when I see like it's Brandy Chastain's fault. <laughs> oh, will you stop? Wow, that's funny. She opened the door. I mean, she's like, "Women power! <laughs> I scored the game winner." Uh, yeah, one thing we're 
World Cup, yes. Which well, no, but it, I, it is bad. I'm just saying, but like, it's bad when then it's it comes down to oh, like get out of here, do it, and then it's because it's just even the inkling of being anywhere near it is just crazy. But then you have these nut jobs that, like you said, I mean, it is pretty pathetic because every time I get sports news updates and anything, when you see um, this, it is pretty pathetic that you could have like yes, a, a pedophile of the week and. The crazy thing about something like this, somebody in their 40s and then the, um, Teenager. the overlay too, it, it's it's not the first time they've, she's, they've probably done that. No. No. Believe them. When they're kind of creepy, believe them. Uh, from FUT411.com, following an official complaint filed with the MLS Next League office, Texas United is forced to end its allegiance with Dallas Texans. The days of Dallas Texans Academy roster being used to play a Texas United are ending. On March 4th, MLS Next announced on that Texas United had joined their platform through the early admissions phases of the application process. This announcement sent shockwaves through the North Texas soccer landscape. Not to the parents because they won't let them know. I'll let you know. As the talent-rich and Uber competitive youth soccer market is home to some of the nation's most coveted youth academies, given given uh, competition a new name in Texas. But anyways, this is a long article. Long article. I don't want to cover it too much, but it's a platform. It's called MLS Next, and everyone wants to compete, so they borrow from other organizations that are not part of MLS Next, but they're MLS Next affiliated to keep their clubs alive. So you have the powerhouse clubs that get the MLS Next dub. So they're like, you are MLS Next. You are worthy. Then there's all these smaller clubs that are not close enough to do the training sessions or they decided to stay with their home smaller club, but they're not okay. good enough to compete at the next level. They'll borrow those players like ODP and bring them in to make, help them go and compete against MLS Next teams. Well, the other young uh, smaller clubs were like, that's not fair. They're saying they're MLS Next, and they're not. They're just – Borrowing, so they filed a complaint, and the complaint went to MLS Next. Oh. MLS Next uh, administrators came back and said, "No, now you cannot use MLS Next coaches that are not affiliated with the MLS Next co- uh, club." So they segregated that, and they can't borrow players. You have to be at the club you're with, and you, if you're ECNL, you're just ECNL. You can't be MLS Next and ECNL and do multiple games. So th- these kids were getting a lot of games, a lot of playing time, a lot of opportunity to be seen, and they just nixed it. Why? Because it's a scam, people. It's the same stuff I've been telling you about over and over again. This is no different DA. I just talked to parents uh, the other week, and I know this is kind of like for you. Uh, no, oh, believe it, me, it, not, it's not because it, I talk to people when I do research. I talk to people all the time about. Well, you know, club. Some, yeah. It's the same thing, but just different acronyms. Right. So now it's MLS Next, and now it's MLS Next Pro. That's the next one, Ryan. MLS Next <laughs> Pro. They're, they're, they don't they stop. MLS Next after the next yeah. is the next scam for the American parent that just doesn't know. It's the same people. That's that's what we're doing. We're like just because they give them name, it's like saying change my M- name. Does the MLS have any like I mean affiliation? I they, yes, because kind I know of. I know they support obviously youth leagues and there's so many different. I know the clubs have their own. A lot of if, obviously the MLS clubs have their like feeder teams but they sponsor i know like if not just camps and academy well academies academies they have academies so there's our so here in arizona we have rsl mls next but you want to be on rsl academy in salt lake that's where you want to be but all the mls next and stuff out here it's not real and there's ecnl teams that are below the mls next supposedly that could beat MLS next. So that doesn't make sense. That shouldn't happen. Um, but that's how it exists. So it, it just gives them the ability to change. And now they're fighting. They're they're majorly fighting, and there's going to be a big draw from it, and they're going to change it again, guaranteed. There'll still be MLS next academies that are directly affiliated with the MLS team. Right. But all these sub-affiliations, they're, not, right. they're just fake. They're it's just, just there to right. get money. Extract money from the parents thinking they have the next opportunity to MLS next, which they don't. They don't at all. It's but but uh, so let's talk about Mexico. Mexico yes, and yes, USA yes. are playing next Thursday. This is a big game. Um, Ryan, can you show the standings? I didn't have that in the overlays. You have to, I think, throw them in. 
Um, there, there'll be uh, CONCACAF standings. Oh, I can, I can tell you the standings right now as she's looking for that. Yeah. yeah. Those are the next games coming up, but you can leave that up. Canada, Canada is in first with 25 points. U.S. and Mexico have 21, although U.S. is listed as second because uh, of goal differential. Yeah. They're plus two there. And then you have Panama at 17. You have Costa Rica at 16. El Salvador at 9. Jamaica Mon, bobsled time at 7. And unfortunately, Honduras is in eighth with three points. So keep those standings up. Let's go back to the schedule. Can you throw the overlay back on, Ryan? So this is where it gets scary. So U.S. has go to Mexico where they've won. Last time they won there was 2012 at Azteca 1-0. So they should lose there. Hopefully they'll get a tie, and if somehow they get a win, that'd be huge. I doubt they will. Then they have to play Panama. What's Panama, Mike? Panama, standings-wise? Yeah, they're like fourth. They are, yeah, fourth. They have 17 points. And they're good. but They have played well. Actually, you know what? Because I know that when U.S. lost one to nothing in that game, like, I I actually, the funny thing is, I was like, I should text Coach, because there was a few things I saw, and I thought Panama actually from – I don't know, maybe all these years playing against Mexico and the U.S. in the midfield, they actually looked better. And not that they were pa- ever crazy. Panama's good. But they, looked be- they at least looked a little more fluid. I think their strikers are where Panama suffers, though. Pan- Panama has a play in the U.S., so that should be our advantage. We have to win that one. But then, say we lose both those games. We lose to Mexico and tie or lose to Panama. Then we have to go to Costa Rica. Right. Where we get hit with batteries to the head, yes, that's dangerous, and all the pressure of that game is not good because the last time we didn't make the World Cup, all the pressure was we were in Jamaica, with all that pressure and failed miserably, losing to Jamaica, who is in the bottom of the table of the Concacaf. That's a problem. That is scary. But August fifteenth, two thousand twelve, the U.S. used some fantastic defense, and Michael Orozco, on the eightieth minute, did earn. A 1-0 victory. Hail Orozco, number four. He got us the win, the shutout win. That's the last time we won there. But we'll see what happens. And now they got all this mafia stuff going on and, you know, their last brawl and stuff. That's kind of getting kind of scary. So what do you think? Comment. Do you think we have a shot of winning in Azteca? More importantly, let's see what Greg Berhalter has to say on another segment of Tactics with Greg Berhalter. What happened? Oh. Yeah. I said, very simply, believe. And if you believe, you will achieve. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay. We have each other's backs. And that's what we need to talk about, is about having each other's backs. And being persistent in a culture where we can get people off balance and continue to be dynamic um, and play a system that is not only pleasing to the eye, it will be uh, a style that will be effective to win trophies. Now we know. Knowing is half the battle. Greg Berhalter. So what do you think, Mike? What? What's wrong, Ryan? What if Bill got in the back of him? Because uh, Greg Berhalter, when he first came in, he wanted Bill out of the back, and it didn't really work. Oh, okay. Because we now have the players that could do that. Exactly. Right. Well, you know what? And and I know because I know you and I actually years back had this conversation when when Klingsman first got hired, and he talked about obviously the youth, the youth leagues, and it's got to start from down there. And you know, people saying, oh. He comes over, thinks he knows everything. And it's funny because when they didn't qualify in 2018, a lot of what he said, I'm like, wow, coming to fruition. Really weird. Really weird. He knew what he was talking about. But, look, a- as for this team, I, I think I-, I don't understand. I mean, the game in the freezing cold snow, that was just absolutely dumb. Like, you can't build anything. I'm sorry. I, You played longer than I did. I played for a long time. And I'm telling you right now, like, I don't mind cold, but when the wind is there – Snow, snow is cool, but when wind is like that, like that, like yeah, they won the game, great. But I just think that you need to go into Mexico and and relax. It's, it's oh, do we have a call? We have a call. Wow. Oh, and so Jack's calling in. 
right. All right. Let's bring it. So they just played University of Washington, so we're going to nice. go a little backwards here. So um, let's see if we can get them on, see how this works. Did it work? Hello? Yeah. Hey, Jack. What's up? I'm not on the screen, but there what's you up? are. So this is Jack and TJ. They're, they, tell us about the UW camp. Um, it was pretty fun. The training sessions were really, really fun. And and they also had like a mental. What was that? Mental. It was like a mental practice. Mental skills. Yeah. So so what 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 did they tell you about the mental skills? Um, like half of the or most of the game is about your mentality and people don't practice their mentality. So he was telling people to practice their mentality <laughs> about the game. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So what you learn from it, Jack? What's your mentality? Um, did, my they mentality? Talk, did, did they talk about the, the, uh, the power of now? Um, did they? The power of what? Now. Just like now? kind of. Yeah. He kind of related to not like focusing on your future and just like be in the present. Be in the present. Wait. Yeah, wait, is this where, okay? Where are yeah. you? I know we're, you're, I we're know in you're the Bainbridge right Island. Show me show yeah. show the viewers where you're at. All right. So that's Bainbridge Island. That's in the you're in the uh, there's like water right in front of us, but show us the ocean. It's too dark to see. Uh, it's too dark. You could show them the lights of the houses. I, yeah, right. Okay, how do I turn? Just put your camera the other way. What the just show them like this. Yeah, that's not... Can they? All right. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's dark it's out there. So he, yeah, he's on Jack and TJ are at Bainbridge Island stay, staying at a Papa Ogden's house um, yeah. as they uh, just finished the University of Washington cap. So, uh, Jack, how do we beat... How does Phoenix College beat UW? <laughs> okay, <gasps> so they like, they, they like to add many mids to the middle. So what I've heard from one of their players, even though I literally told him my dad's the coach, I told him like the day before, and I think he forgot. But yeah, they they just attack a lot, and they like pulling, they like pulling defenders with their tens, so they can make runs with their wingers. But yeah, so hopefully do, none of them are watching. Do this. they try to do up? I doubt it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. How dare you? It's it's all about <laughs> it's all about uh, executing. Uh, uh, your game plan. So our game plan is what yep. it is, but um, I'm not terribly concerned what they do. We just want we just want the opportunity to play, and we're grateful for the opportunity to play. So it's gonna be a cool event, and make sure you're there. It's a free event, and uh, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, Jack and TJ, will you guys be there? TJ, is your team coming? Uh, I can convince them. I try. I will be going. I think Kuzo's posted it. as well. I think. Well, you have but to yeah. hit the you have to hit the plus sign. There you go, Ryan. I know, I know. I hit seven. Jack, we need you back. IT Ryan is losing control. She's sucking. <laughs> no, no. Wait, where'd you go? <laughs> it's not broken. But uh, all right. So, uh, oh my god. So, uh, Jack, <laughs> do you have uh, any uh, suggestions for us uh, to to attack them? You told us how they're going to attack. How are we going to attack them? How should we? How's their goalkeeper? Yeah! Their goalie's actually good. Yeah, their goalie's pretty good. But I think I think the best player is the mid, mid for sure. Yeah. What's his they name? They have some really tall defenders. So don't. Also, I don't really know their names. Soto is one of. Soto, them. yeah, Soto was a freshman last year. I'm pretty sure, and he started every game. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. We're in trouble then, I guess. But we'll give it the Mighty Bear try uh, this Tuesday. So uh, have a safe trip back, Jack and TJ. And we'll see you guys on Tuesday as the Bears yeah, take right. on oh, UW. All right. Peace out. All right. Later. Thanks. Huskies and Bears. All right. Well, that was kind of cool. We, we don't cool. do that much. Um, but... a couple questions from Ian Oh, Ian. Ian's the director of coaching in Bainbridge Island. Oh, nice. Oh. What's the question? Um, is Zach on the rocks? Is that what they call Bainbridge? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Okay, but that second question was, will there be a live feed to the game for everyone on Boost? Yeah. Of course. Here's our play-by-play -play guy. Yes. So th this is uh, Michael Caratanudo. That's me. Um, he's right he's worked all over the place. Um, where, where have you... Uh, where have you worked? We did Fox together doing AIA. Yeah. When, state uh, championships. When they had it worked out and... <laughs> showed it in real time, not tape delay. 
Um, but there's no shot there. Um, yeah, no, I mean, obviously soccer here, club volleyball here in other states, uh, football, basketball, softball, baseball, soccer. Not enough soccer because every time I ask for more, they're like, well, so yeah, but yeah. Yeah, that's soccer. So that's when you called me up and said there's a game on Tuesday, I was like, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so yes. you're, you're going to be back doing soccer full time. I'm making you do that. Yes. And hopefully uh, all our home games at Phoenix College and maybe away games, depending on our Wi-Fi connection or however we're going to do this. We but uh, yeah, uh, it'll be on the Phoenix College YouTube channel. Oh, you can do that one. Yeah, and I'll post it on Facebook and everything. So you can watch that game live with uh, Michael Carinudo doing play-by-play, and I'm going to be doing color. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope you plan on joining me. Yeah. I'm very good at entertaining. But but there's a chance that Joseph Jaju might do color. Oh, okay. So he, he, nice. he played football at PC, but also played soccer. I, um, I recognize him. Yeah, name. Joseph Jaju right. with State Farm. So it's going to be sponsored by State Farm. But, uh, yeah, that, that's what's going on there. Is and Jake going to be there too? Who? J- Jake from State Farm? No, I doubt it. <laughs> I oh, doubt it. So cool well, you never know. That would be cool. I mean, he should he should show up. So, yeah. Well, I, I'm going to move on to a fun segment we typically do. Now it's time for a segment of All Ball. As soon as Ryan can find the intro. So this is all ball. These are the best soccer videos of the week, starting with the streets, uh, that street soccer matters. If we had more of this in the streets, America, we would be a better place. Play street soccer. You can just X that out, Ryan. Yeah, I got a couple things going on here. Yeah, I see that as you lean back and relax. <laughs> Play street soccer matters. Is she trying to say she carries you? That's why she has a bad back. No, I don't know. Bad jeans. <laughs> uh, that bad she, jeans. She All carries right. you through the you show. Don't want slide tackle? No, I want play street soccer matters because that's why. If I beat it, I ain't wearing a Johnny. I want to roll with a geezer. That's the difference right there. So uh, if we had more of that in America, we wouldn't need MLS Next, that fake program that they have. How do you really feel? It's fake. No, I'm just kidding. It's not real. It annoys me. No, believe me, it it, it annoys me because, like I was saying to you before we started the show, and for parents out there, and I know obviously – this man will always set you straight. It's not about kids can't be coached up, and you know it's not like you have to be plucked at you know six, seven, eight years old, like you know Messi, and head over to Barcelona and be in their academy. But at the same time, like playing club and as expensive as it is, and you always hear parents say, "Oh, it's so expensive." Yes, if your if your child A is coachable, B has yeah, they're going to have some athletic skills, talent, but they want to work and do it. Coaches will coach them, but when it's a scam, it's like. You know, if anybody ever watched that uh, that that '70s show, that was one of my favorite things. Where, where uh, Jackie wants to be a model, and she walks in, she's like, "Oh, you're a model." And then Donna walks in, and the lady forgot that Donna was a friend. She's like, "Oh, you could be a model too." And Jackie like freaks out. It, it's like that attitude, even though yeah, it's comedy. It's exactly. like that attitude. And I know, as a person, as a coach, that's obviously coach at the that played very very played competitively and at a high level and coached for years. And I mean, even being over at you know, millennium with all the coaching you do, which again, I don't see how you have time, but that's awesome that you do. It's just, it's annoying when you see clubs and stuff like this happen. And, you know, it's, it's to the point too, where, like you said, the, they're borrowing players just to like try and beat some teams. It's like play the game. You can, because you said, I mean, yeah, if you look at it, they should be able to beat that team, but teams line up and play. And some days, guess what? They're going to beat them. That's why we play the game. And that's why we're playing the but University it's of Washington. But it's annoying. Long story short, too late. But it's annoying when you see scams like that just because it's it's frustrating for parents. And then it's like – then kids get – we all say kids play too many damn video games in this day and age. They never want to go outside and play. And, I mean, I love all the memes I've seen lately about drinking out of hoses and how we survived and we ate, you know, food off the ground and whatever. And we survived. We're perfectly fine. But kids just want to sit inside and play video games. Well, if they go outside and try to play sport, they're told uh, lies. <laughs> and and ruin it, but um, how dare you? 
when you have a bit of a buzz, you play a lot better, leading us to our next video. It's a oh, good one. Wait, what what are you on? Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, go to beers. Well, then we'll go to that one. So nice. Mate, he's all out of dice. It is Sunday league at its finest. Declan's got some power juice. Power he's juice. gonna be dead by our time, mate. <laughs> got four, five viewers here, Joe. We're taking off five. We're taking off. Right We're taking off, right mate. Right all here for deck. He's gonna get injured. Yeah, good Score football. injured. Deck. Give it deck. Yeah, here, here, here we go. Shoot! Have shoot! It. <gasps> <laughs> that that's a goal. That that's what I don't know. But that's culture. That's that's the difference between what we have in the States and elsewhere. We we don't have enough culture. We don't play on the street. No. We don't have beer when we play soccer. Well, we here's the thing too. And, and I've said this to you, I know I've said this to you a million times because we broadcast enough games together too, is that there is players here that have talent. People say, oh, soccer. And it's like, you you know, when kids are little, it's like, okay, let, let get them out there. They play, they go play soccer, which is great. But it, that's another thing. It comes down to the coaching that you get. Like, I get it as a seven-year-old. No, I don't need somebody that was at the international level, like, you know, yelling at a seven-year-old, say, you know, this, yes, get them used to the game, but... You need coaches in place. You need a system, hence what Jurgen Klingsman was talking about. And with the MLS next, it just it, it, it all ties in because it cracks me up because when you see stuff like that, like, it is funny. And But, the, like, the street soccer, I mean, just going out, like, side, we used to play soccer in the street all the time. I mean, granted, yes, we would play, we would play some baseball and, you know, obviously not football on the street, but, like, we'd go play football at the park, but we'd play soccer. But when you see these coaches and – it, it, it's to the youth level where then these kids could they go play other sports because they're not getting the coaching and then like you said if they do then parents feel it's a scam they're like well I'm not gonna donate money to that one they can go play this and it's, not get scammed it's false promises they should say what it is it's it's supposed to be something that you you teach team unity opportunity to work with others and and not about oh we're advancing you to the the elite level you you right. just you just play you compete and you're you be you're allowed to fail and all those things, but that they'll sidetrack me into a whole nother place. Right. But then the MLS too, on top of that, because from the beginning, like you got player, we got players from you know Europe that were on their downside. It's like I get you have a league, and I get you know people say, oh well, David Beckham, yeah, David Beckham was playing in Saint in L.A. As you know, got a phenomenal contract, went back to Milan, probably should have been on the England World Cup team on that roster. Because I remember Carl Ancelotti is like, because they can do what they want. I'm not coaching the Italian national team. I'm not coaching the English national team. I don't understand how he played in L.A. He came here. He's been our leading leading in assists. He's playing at a top level, and England didn't put him on the team. But you bring players, I mean, that an anomaly that are older, and that yeah. it's like you need to well, develop he, from he, within. He got punished by the English national team because he went to the MLS, That's right. which is beneath uh, exactly. his level. So you kind of did to himself, but, but he also he, got a half half a billion dollars, dollars to right. do so. But um, well, let's look at the best tackle you will oh, ever yes. see. Finally. That was a goal. What was that? Fifty yards out. Like 70. I don't know. That was far. It was very far. That was ridiculous. That was far. What's the furthest goal you ever scored? I never asked. Not that, that far. No, I know. But what's the, what's the furthest out you scored from? Half field. You scored from midfield? Wow. Easily. Not me. I scored 20, 20, 29 yards out was my longest. Upper 90 on the opposite side. What's that? How many yards is half field? 50. 50. 55, okay. isn't it? Depends on the field. Mine was a high school field. Yeah, but. Oh, well, yeah, but at the international level, it's 110 yards, right? Halfway? No. 100, oh. 120. 120 fully, so 60 would be midfield. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we we covered half a bear. Oh, uh, check this out. So when a PK goes wrong, it's usu usually the goalkeeper's fault. Absolutely. But not in this case. Ignore the quality. It's worth it.
unfortunate. But wait, I, mi- I missed the second. The defender, the defender, the keeper made a great save, and then yeah, I got that. his defender went to clear it out, and he mishits it into the upper 90. <laughs> I, we had it when, when my friend Brad and I were coaching. We had a kid on our team, Blake, and he was – he became our – he was our center forward, but, like, we made everybody switch and play different positions halfway through the season just to get everybody – it's a rec team. We want, I want them, we want them to learn. Some guys did not want to leave back in our midfielders, never wanted to leave the midfield, which, of course, you know I loved. But he had a hat trick in the game, but the third goal was he was playing defense, and he just didn't settle the ball. He had more than enough time, and he tried to – it took a weird – and he kicked it up in the air, and our goalie's standing there, and it just – it went like this, and it backspun into our own goal. So he got the he got the uh, he got the hat trick. We called it. We I made fun of him. Called <laughs> it a different name, which obviously I won't say now because I'll probably get in trouble. But it was it, he he did have a hat trick. But it was it is worth it is. I've had a balls ricochet off me on corners when I was coming back to defend, and honestly, I just wanted to, I like I want to vomit because there's nothing you can do. But it's like wh- that ball never should have even come near me to ricochet off me to beat our own goalie. That is true. <laughs> that is true. But speaking of mistakes, in this next video, you'll see the best save of all time. Problem, it was done by the attacking player inside the six-yard box. How to instantly be the most hated player on the team. I can't st- <laughs> Wait, he that's tough to do. That was that was within two yards, yeah. and that was he put that over trying over. to score. Over, he's trying to score and he hit oh. it directly over. But that, but that end that concludes all ball. Very solid. Yeah, and then we'll take questions from the listeners. All right, that's that's all ball. So um, we have a game this Tuesday. And uh, I'll be doing color, and play-by-play will be with Michael Caratanudo. Do we have any questions? Uh, sure. Just comments? Sure. Cody, <laughs> Cody asked, um, will PC versus UW be live streamed? Didn't, yes. Didn't you already answer that one? And we can cover it again. Because yes, but maybe Cody wasn't here then. Don't yell at him. He has feelings you, too. YouTube Live at the <laughs> Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenix College Sports. So if you, if you search Phoenix College Sports – um, and uh, subs- uh, subscribe to that channel and hit the notification b- uh, bell. It'll let you know when we are live. And you can also subscribe to this podcast. And smash that like button. Like it, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you know when we're on every Sunday. Now, this is episode 690, and episode 700, guess who comes on? Who? Who? J-Mac. J-Mac. Every, hu- every 100 episodes... Jessica McDonald oh, comes nice. on. So, yeah, Jessica McDonald will be here, um, not in studio, but we'll have to call her in. And she'll be here live. Uh, so that's in how many weeks, Ryan? So this is 90, 91's next week, so it gives me nine more weeks from today. Yeah. So nine weeks. So in, in two months. So uh, it'll be, what, May, June? May, yeah, the end of May, like Memorial Day yeah, Memorial Day weekend. Oh, she might be in town. Oh, you know what? We can do it when she's speaking at Phoenix College uh, 100, graduation? 100th year graduation. We'll do it that time frame. Oh, that's right. 19, because, yeah, this, oh, you mentioned that on the phone, and I, I yeah. But, yeah, so 1922 is a first class, huh? Yep. Nice. 100th, 100th year. It's got a any, big one. Got any, uh, I'm not trying to be morbid, but you got any survivors from that class? They. Have any? They have someone coming. Nice. That's like, or like maybe a sit like a, a, a I think like if a, the, a, a, a son or daughter, a child of somebody right. that graduated then, or they it, they're, I don't know all the details, right. but they're not. I mean, it's gonna be the biggest graduation ever done. That's awesome. I mean, they're flying Jessica McDonald just to be the keynote speaker. Nice. For that, so that'd be kind of cool. I'll have to come check that out. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I'll be there. I'm sure working it, but I'm a graduate. I I never walked. Maybe maybe I'll walk this time. You didn't walk. Nope. You didn't walk. I didn't want to. Oh, I didn't walk either. That, that's because of COVID. That's true. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got yeah you got. She's a COVID. Uh, oh. She's a COVID graduate. 
Yay, lucky you. Cancel ga- uh, graduation. Yeah. Yeah, I liked walking in college. I went I went to, uh, I had uh, like that guy playing Sunday soccer with the beer the night before my, we were going to have a mellow night and wait till the night after and my friends decided to change their mind and my graduation was at 8 o'clock in the morning and uh, I didn't have to drive there, thank God, because I couldn't have passed a sobriety test. Well, that's not good. <laughs> but um, I had a I had a message from Gabe Lucas, who I played with at Phoenix College. He has a few questions for me, if I can call him sometime. And I said, uh, I can answer you right now live on YouTube. And I sent him the link. Has Gabe Lucas had any questions? If not, I will not call you back. No. I do everything live. <laughs> no, but we have a comment from Mother. Uh-oh. Will do. Scouting report. Look scouting at that. report. Extra scouting. That's a bonus scouting yeah. right there. Look at you. Phoenix College is elevated. We we've sent we've infiltrated their camp with two PC supporters and uh, and uh, a third gra- uh, grandpa who's a big soccer soccer enthusiast, studying every move. There yeah. you go. So you you honestly don't think the U.S. will beat Mexico? No, they haven't done it since 2012. Right, right, but I, I'm saying, well, no, I, I, I say the game ends in a draw. That would be good. One, one, two, two, and they and they both that would end be up good. with because uh, then with the standings, like I showed, they both end up with 22 points, and yeah. and the U.S. would still be up on goal differential, so that would put Mexico really behind the uh, the eight ball. Because if you look at their last five, I mean, the U.S. one lost, one tied, one. Mexico one tied, one lost, lost. So I mean, I get it. Well, the problem is Burhalter's putting a strange lineup together, and, and we've lost some players, but there, it's oh, just that's what I was ask it's you. inconsistent. Because I started to look at it this morning, and then I got kind of. So I guess Polisic is back in. Uh, McKinney's out. What's that? Men's. Men's. I thought Men's. Men's. Really? Yeah. Anyways. No, no, Burhalter's definitely met. Uh, the manly coach, but Burhalter is not much of a man because he had to use his brother to get the job, and he would have been fired, but COVID saved him. That guy's been saved by so many things. It's uh, but ridiculous. isn't it always a story outside of Klingsman who everybody wanted gone because they thought he was too condescending and this and that? Even though it's funny, it, it, it was all honest. started. It all started. <laughs> it all started, <laughs> and I got into so many arguments. I know that's that'll surprise you when. Um, in 2014, when he left Landon Donovan off the roster in Brazil, because Landon was like 30 pounds and, overweight, and he should have been. Le- well, and okay, this is what I said. I respect what Landon Donovan did, and my cousin and I used to argue because yes, I played center mid. No, and I am taller than Landon Donovan. And back in my days of being in that shape, like I could have went toe to toe with him in center mid. You're at the international level. He got pushed off the ball. You know as well as I do. Those referees are not making those little. When you get bumped a little bit and somebody takes you off the ball in the World Cup, they are not making that call. He got taken off. Yes, he did have he did have a solid career. I'm not saying there wasn't good parts to his game. He did score some timely goals. But Jurgen Klingsman brought a younger team, and everybody's complaining that Landon Donovan's whining like a little baby. And once he started doing that, every single little thing. But it's funny because U.S. advances at a group stage. Nobody expected him to do that. <laughs> and then they get out of group stage, and then Landon Donovan is just whining, 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 whining. And I'm so glad, like he is not a part of the Fox of the of the broadcast Landon. for the World Cup because he I, shouldn't be a part of anything. Is here's Landon Donovan. I did a whole podcast on him. I'm Landon Donovan, and um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the U.S. has a, a decent shot. And, and and say U.S. beats Brazil in the World Cup. Here's Landon Landon Donovan's response. That was a really good victory by. Uh, USA played really well. He is so monotone. Oh yeah, it's and he was. And he's Landon monotone. monotone. He was <sighs> crazy, and and even when they advanced, he was like uh, they were in her, the, you know they had him on and stuff like that, and he's like, oh, just yeah. like, and it was all to the players to the players, and that's fine. You don't want to yeah. give Klingsman any credit, great, but Klingsman also didn't wasn't so wishy washy with the roster. I mean, and then you bring. Bruce Arena back in. It's like, are you kidding me? It's like, too late by then. But and he tried. Uh, there's. Because no. Bruce Arena, and I never said this to you before, and I'm so glad we're talking about this, because I do think, I, I, look, I think they get a draw with Mexico. I'm not, 
impressed. And again, I, not that the U.S. like you said. I mean, they're one one and one against Canada. I mean, yeah. so it's one of those things where I know, and the most recent one was when they lost to Canada. I the funny thing is that's and I I usually watch their qualifying games as you know, but I'm like I'm not watching Canada. I'm like Canada's not gonna. I'm like I know that whatever they'll be fine. And then uh, then the next day they're like. All over, like, U.S. versus Canada. I'm like, <laughs> I guess I should have watched that. But The, the but only, only thing going good for U.S. right now is Mexico's not good. But the problem is right. U.S. has a horrible tradition of – recent tradition of screwing up, up right. and they don't do well in Mexico. Well, okay, but wait. What did you say he was doing to the lineup too? Because you said Pulisic is back, and then, but what else is maybe. tweaking? Maybe. Um, they, have, they have a lot of injuries, and, and, and more can be coming this way, but – uh, it just there's I, I there's I, I was just listening to ESPN FC I forgot even the name of the player they brought in a couple of players that have like two caps, uh, you know like right. are just brought in if that's the case we're we're in big trouble but who knows three games if if they can get that if they can get Mexico they can win that one that that would be beyond huge I mean Problem I would is, take a tie for a tie against Mexico and then you have that'd be huge and then you have what you have uh, Panama you say oh yeah you but have they, Panama and then. Costa Rica, which you have, pan- you have, so you're here for Panama, which they should beat, and then Costa Rica. Again, I mean, and the if thing is, I look at it this way: from from a frustrating standpoint for U.S. fans, if you go through with three ties, that's 24 points. You're still screwed because Canada finished first. <laughs> if Canada, if, even if Canada loses the rest of their games, they still have 25 points. So if, if sorry, sorry, low budget. But if uh, no, but if, if yeah, if Canada if they do that, then they it switched on you. Points. So when it flipped over and it switched to the other side, oh, I so see. That, no, wait, nope, you're, you're find it. Yeah. yeah, there we go. But yeah, no. So I mean, again, if you're Canada, you're. I know you're not playing for that, but I think the U.S. can be Panama. Um, they, just, but it all like you said with the injuries, it all goes to Mexico, and that's another thing that when. Um, in qualifying, that drives me absolutely crazy. Is that the U.S. had a total chance to, even after the loss to Canada, you had, or when they tied them last time, and just the, the adjusting of the lineup. And I was going to say Bruce Arena too. The last thing I it always drives me crazy about him: people are like, "Oh, he's the winningest coach," because uh, they let him coach for so long. I'm like, they're like, "Well, I mean, the U.S. you want stability." I'm like, "Have you ever seen an international team with a?" With a coach more than two World Cups, I go, yeah, no, because they're like, yeah, get out of here, go. Like, even if you did good, they're like, go, get out. But he ruined, he ruined, and I'll say this, and people can say, people say, oh, you say certain athletes are a mental midget, and they say he is. He ruined Eddie Johnson's career. When he did not start him against Ghana in, what was that, 06 in Germany? I think 06 in Germany. When he did not start him, you have your fastest player who's very solid. On the bench. And then you bring him in in the second half, and Ghana's just all over. Like, okay, they're trying to go to him now. Like, you didn't even give him a chance to run out the defense. Nothing. Wear out the defense, nothing. And Eddie Johnson, after that, never performed. And it, I partly blame Eddie Johnson, but Bruce Arena had no valid reason not to. His press conference was absolutely – I'll never forget it. I'm like – I mean, I was stoked because my dad and I got to watch Italy win the World yeah, Cup. We, so We don't know what – behind the scenes happened. I remember when um, Hope Solo got benched and she threw a big fit. Oh, yeah. And then we didn't know exactly what happened until the coach came out and said what happened after he was let go so he wasn't part of the team anymore. And a lot of coaches are not allowed to say certain things. Right. Um, because they keep it within the team. And that's Bruce Arena was um, coach so, for so long. It's probably already forgotten. But um, you know what happened to Hope Solo, right? The reason she was uh Bench against Brazil for Brianna Scurry that time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the story? Well, I know that – I mean, I know she – I watched the game, and I was in shock. Like, I couldn't believe it So, either. I actually uh, – I was in a convention, and the, and the head coach at the time uh, told the, the real story of what happened because he, w- he wouldn't say it while he was coach. And his name got destroyed. <clears throat> so, apparently, Hope Solo broke some major team rules that they had to punish. And they broke the team rules and, you know, like she's broke so many, like taking U.S. Uh, women's national team vehicles out, you know, drinking and driving to, you know, a lot of crazy Oh, I know things. she was a partier, but okay, but see, you, okay, but for the, for, especially on the women's side, because they actually do win, they have won, they've always improved, they play together, and they're better than the men's side on the national level, we all know that here. 
But that actually would have been, if that would have came out then, like in if that happened now, you that definitely would have came out with social media and everything. That would have came out. That would have actually been better for the coach and the team. Like, no, we understand this is a big game. She's getting benched because she did this. Yeah. Like that would actually be a lot better. Yeah. What the the one thing he did say, and I forgot what was the name of the guy, um, but he um, he they had a rule like we keep everything within the team. Do not let the media know anything. So, you know, being the leader, being the coach, you just got to take that. But being a coach at the national team level, it's, you're going to get fired anyway. Absolutely. um, You might as well keep your, but yeah, no, but with Eddie, I get it with hope solo, but with Eddie Johnson, I'm saying he was having such a good world cup on that outside. I mean, he would, he was pushing forward, but he wasn't, he was still playing. And I know because a lot of the broadcasters were talking about his defense and not dropping back. And you don't start him against a team that has scored that has, that wants to push their 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 backs up. I mean, everybody, yes, get it. You're you're right. You're 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 out. Your backs are going to make runs, but you're going to hold. You know as well as I do. If if you have a, a midfielder or a forward that is like, especially a midfielder that because he was playing back in the midfield anyway, that's coming on the outside. That guy can't make that run. You're actually alleviating your defense. It's not rocket science. And what look, Bruce Eddie he came in the game, so it's not like he was getting benched for the first half for some team rules. It was the worst coaching, and then and then people were upset when Bruce Arena got fired. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, I've done worse, <laughs> <laughs> but it's mainly because I'm doing too much. I can't really focus on coaching. That's why I had to bring in uh, Vlato to take over the Bears as I Absolutely. elevate myself to GM and color commentator. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that's a uh, that's a uh, yes. But you built a program. I'm just saying it's it's different at every level, and we all know at the national level. Yes. Well, he wasn't. Especially, especially he wasn't a coach. Like he, he, he never played soccer. Who? Um, Bruce Arena. Right. No, I know. It's not that's a soccer what guy. That's what he that's was what actually. Too. Um, he was a groundskeeper at a high school, and then a high school coach, and then a college coach, and elevated the right. I mean, he's very organized. Right. No, and I love that about him. But like he's stuck by, and it used to drive me nuts because even like I said, when Landon Donovan was coming up, you can't at the international level get shoved off the ball that easy. Like you can't. But, Landon, Landon, his heyday was ridiculous because he's so quick and fit and Absolutely. could run forever. 100%. And then, but if he got caught up in the midfielder up front, those bigger – when Italy won the World Cup in 06, and it's not to you know be a homer and hash on that when I watch it with my dad. Um, when they won the World Cup in 06, I said Germany is a nightmare because look at those defenders. I mean, they already had guys that were 6'2", 6'3", and it's not just because to, at that level that they're tall – they're athletic. You're not going to have a five seven five eight midfielder go in there and get any call. I mean, again, unless they're coming in spikes up and the, and the referee like it's that blatant. But you're up in the air. You have no chance against that. Leighton Donovan was quick, and yes, he made plays. But but I say to Klingsman and everybody complained the whole U.S. and then they advanced. It's funny. All those people are like that know nothing about the game, which I love during the World Cup. To at least the, at least they get involved enough to watch. But. I'm like, yeah, Landon Donovan should have been there. Why? Because he would have, he wouldn't have helped him advance. They advanced without him. Yeah, so. that's true. I, he wouldn't have done anything there. He, he was. If you're not gonna be quick, you better have something. And he and he had no size. There's definitely that yeah. case. And the World Cup is in the winter this go around. Pathetic. Maybe without the U.S. <coughs> we I don't. I ask you real quick. We got like hmm. 30 seconds. But are you mad about that? <laughs> I'm f- I'm annoyed because it, it shouldn't be awarded. And again, it's not about with the scan. Forget the scandal side. Like. You can't award it to a place where it's 130 degrees in the summer. Like, you just can't. I'm sorry. I thought they are doing air-conditioned stadiums. But here's the problem. I keep it in the summer. I don't care where it's at because I'll be watching from TV. But if they're doing it in the winter and it's going to be COVID crazy and they're going to shut it down anyway. So, whatever. Oh, that's right. I didn't even think about Oh, wow. Yeah, now I'm even more annoyed. Yeah, Thank you, flu sir. and COVID. That, Thanks awesome. a lot, Sep. Thanks a lot, Sep, for taking those bribes. Yeah. Ryan, we all good? Do you want to take this last question? Sure. Oh. It's from Troy Porter. Um, did you see the Brooks statement about being left off? Oh, Brooks scored um, this weekend, too. Nice. A bu- buried a goal. Um, Brooks Lennon oh, from wow. Arizona. Uh, no, I did not. What was the statement? Troy? Yeah, Troy's not going to be there. Oh. Are you ready? Well, I'm sure people will have that. I mean, we could look it up. But... Um, yeah, I'm not going to look it up. I'm too tired. You can find us. 
on iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, wherever else podcasts are found, or go to CoachCamera.com for direct access. Thank you so much, Mike oh, Caratanudo, who, great. if you're this close, uh, maybe we can get you coming uh, every Sunday uh, as we evolve this, because this is the same kind of setup we're going to do on our, our uh, live stream, and it's a good opportunity to keep talking everything about right, soccer in Arizona right. and beyond. Absolutely. It was great. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Jack and TJ, and we are out.